Let's grab our Bibles this morning. Turn over to Isaiah chapter 49. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter number 49. I'm thankful for days that are set aside like this. And if you have not told your mom that you love her and appreciate her, then make sure to be able to do that literally given their lives for us to be able to bring us into the world. And you say, well, my, my mom never did anything for me. I'd probably rethink that statement is what I would do. And, uh, but I'm so thankful. I had a godly influence. Um, both of my moms are very godly, Bible-reading, prayer warriors, spending time with the Lord. Never was a question on whether they're going to be sitting in church right beside us. A mother that was faithful to church, faithful to serve the Lord, and uh, I'm thankful to be married to the mother of my children that has the same life and testimony that my mom had, and I'm thankful for that. And I know many can say the same thing here. And men, can I encourage you, don't make the mistake of looking at your wife and say, well, you're not my mom. It's still her day today, okay? And so don't make that mistake. And uh, so love on them. And uh, they have to put up with you besides the children. And they have to put up with me besides the children. And uh, so Isaiah chapter 49, if you found your place, let's stand together if you're able to. And we'll just read a few verses of Scripture here. <clears throat> Isaiah 49, beginning in verse number 13, the Bible says, Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord hath comforted His people, and will have mercy upon His afflicted. But Zion said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. Can a woman forget her sucking child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands, Thy walls are continually before me. Thy children shall make haste. Thy destroyers and they that made thee waste shall go forth of thee. Many times I've read verse number 15. <clears throat> Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? And think of that being a rhetorical question. But yet here we are in 2022. And honestly, the compassion and affection that I've seen some mothers have towards their children, that's no longer a rhetorical question. Can they forget them? Even the Bible said, yea, they may forget. And I want to preach for a little while this morning on the subject matter, distracted in motherhood distracted in motherhood. Can you imagine forgetting your child? You say, I'd never do that. The Bible says it's possible. Let's have a word of prayer and we're going to look at the Scriptures. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for the Word of God. 
Lord, I pray as we go through the Scriptures today, Lord, I pray that you would encourage and challenge the mothers that are among us. Lord, not just to be a mother in 2022, but to be a godly mother. And Lord, there may be some correcting that needs to take place in lives. But Lord, I pray that you would help with that this morning, reveal those areas. That Lord, whatever position and role you have for us in life, we may do all to the glory of God. Lord, have your will and way in our service now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I've experienced and seen the first-hand accounts, and maybe you have too, and how awful they feel that I'm not saying about a baby in the car seat being left on top of the roof as you're driving down the road, but I wonder if anybody's ever gotten out of a car, walked in the building, and remembered your, your child was out there and you needed to get them. Or you took the car seat out and put it on top of the car, turned around and walked off, and then turned around and realized you were missing something, and realized how awful if someone saw us, how that must be. I've heard the accounts, and you have too, of mothers and the despair that's come over their life as they've left their their young child maybe in the back seat of a car with the windows up and they honestly forgot and walked inside and it cost the life of the baby, life of the child and the despair that comes upon a mother or even a father when that takes place. I'm not talking about accidents that take place like that. I'm talking today as we look into the scriptures on this subject matter of distracted by motherhood. I believe that we live in a day and age that there are so many things that are pulling every different direction for the attention of mothers today. And this will be a Mother's Day message. But so many things that are pulling for the attention of moms today that it is so easily to be distracted. And can I go on record and just remind us that it is absolutely 100% okay to be a godly mother taking care of your children and for your home and for your family to be your number one priority in life. I know we've gotten away from that in, in many circles today that we say, well, I have to have my career and I have to have my life and I have to have all of these things. May I say this, that when you bring a child into this world, both husband and wife, both father and mother, that it is no longer about you. But now you have given birth and added a life into the equation of your life. And now it's not a matter about forgetting of all of these things. I believe it is not disparaging when I hear a lady say, well, what do you do for work? Oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Can I say this? Raising the next generation is nothing minimal about that. 
for teaching and training. I think of a great missionary that's gone past when you think of men and ladies that have raised children and some of them, and I'm not condoning this and saying this is what you have to do, but when they had 17 and 18 children a couple hundred years ago. That's not the message for today, so all you ladies can just take a deep breath, okay? But I I heard about moms, and I won't go into name and names today, but moms that would have 17 children, and you say, how in the world? But yet that mom would make sure, listen, every week there was one hour of uninterrupted time specifically with every one of those children. There's nothing wrong with taking care of your kids. There's nothing wrong with taking care of a home. But let me also say this. When the kids get to that age, there's nothing wrong with you filling your time with something else either. Just if you're visiting with us today, I don't want you to walk out of here and say, well, that pastor must be one that believes that 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 wife and mother just needs to be chained to the kitchen stove and to be taking care of things. That's absolute ludicrous. They need to wash the dishes too. I'm just kidding. I just wanted to get you all smiling. You know that's not true. And the living room needs to be taken care of. Now you all smile. There's some husbands that are there. I don't know about that. You don't dare smile. I told a crowd one time, and Crystal will tell you this, we were in a church down south. You all need to lighten up a little bit. That's why I'm taking a little time now, and then we're going to get into the scriptures. We were in a church down south, and I get up, and, and uh, it was an older crowd. And I get up there, and I said, I just want you all to know that I run everything in my house. And they all just kind of look at me. First, they had a proud look on their face, like, what a man. I said, I run the dishwasher. I run the vacuum cleaner. I said, I run the, the broom. I run the dustpan. I run... And they just kind of, honestly, they had a look. You asked Miss Crystal. They sat there stone-faced like, I don't think that's funny at all. (laughs) Can I encourage us on this? And it's not a Father's Day message. This is my one point towards the men for today, okay? It's okay for the man to help out when you got a wife back home and she doesn't have to do all the dishes. She doesn't have to sweep all the floors. She doesn't have to make all the beds. It's okay for the husband to help out the wife at home. Now let's get back. I'm getting distracted now. Now y'all are smiling towards me, so we're okay. Distracted in motherhood. We live in a society that it seems like responsibilities have been put off on everybody else instead of the ones that God has given those children to to be able to raise and to be able to nurture in the admonition of the Lord and to be able to bring them up as God-fearing Christians to be able to live a productive Christian life. And there's more things that are pulling for the attention of wives and mothers today. And as I look in this passage of Scripture, at first we would say, how in the world could a mother ever forget her children? But the Bible says that it is possible. Yea, they may forget. You say, how can I when they're pulling on my coattail 18 hours a day for something? 
And as I look down through the scriptures, I want to share a few things on how a wife, a mother could become distracted with their children and what's taken place in their life. First of all, they get distracted in their importance of a personal relationship with God. You say, Pastor, I don't understand. Okay, let me explain it to us this way. The Bible says here, and we have the nation of Israel that is coming back to God, and they're saying, the Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. And that's when the Lord used this example here of a woman forgetting her child and said, they may forget. But at the end of verse number 15, it says, yet will I not forget thee. And understand and listen, mothers here today or via live stream, can I encourage you not to get distracted with your children over your personal relationship with God? You say, well, I don't have time for anything else. You must take time for the scriptures. You must take time for personal time in prayer every day for where your strength and your sanity and your wisdom is going to come from. Do you understand the testimonies that I've heard of godly mothers in the past? Listen, it wasn't that the mother taught them how to bake cookies. It wasn't that the mother made sure they got to every soccer game. It wasn't that they were a carpooling mother. The testimonies that I've heard from the years gone past is about a mother that would sit there and you dare not interrupt. When mama was sitting there and reading her Bible, or spending time on her knees in prayer. And we look back through this. Let me ask you mothers, when was the last time that you sat down and read your Bible? Well, I just don't have time with my kids. Yeah, you've gotten distracted from your individual relationship and walk with God. Well, maybe once the kids are out of the house, then I'll be able to have more time to be able to study. Listen, that may be true. But that does not negate the responsibility of you having a personal walk with God today. And listen, just you putting an alert on your phone for a verse of the day to be able to pop up doesn't count as your personal time with God. When's the last time, if I would ask your children, when was the last time that they saw mama praying? When was the last time that they saw mama reading their Bible? Hey, if you're here today and you're not faithful in church and, and you're saying, well, that's all my mama did was try to give me the Bible and spend, spend more time in prayer with me. You ought to be saying praise the Lord for a mama like that. Instead of saying, oh, I want nothing to do with that. No, your mama spent her time getting with God and then trying to impart that unto you. Mamas that go through and sit down with their children and be able to spend time in the scriptures and be able to spend time in prayer. You say, well, my kids won't even pay attention and sit still in church. Maybe teach them to sit home through the Bible reading. Maybe teach them to sit home and, and while you're spending time in prayer and spending time in devotions back there, and then they learn how to be able to do it in church. Don't forsake your personal relationship with God. Mothers, I'll ask you today, how is your walk with God? You say, well, I've, I've been distracted and I'm taking care of my kids all the time. You know what I found out today? It's not so much the kids that are distracting the personal relationship with God. 
but it's all the time spent on the internet and on the phones. Try going to a park. You know we still have those in our city. Try going to a park and letting the kids get out there and play, and you just sit around and watch on how many mothers are there and never once put an eye on their kid because their eyes are in their telephone. When's the last time? Hey, I told Brother Jordan this past week, he was here at the church, and I said, you know what, what just happened? I said, I left my office, I went up to Home Depot, took care of something, I came back, I had left my phone in the office. I said, you know, I said, the world didn't burn down. I, I was shocked, and I walked back in, I didn't have one text message, I didn't have one missed phone call on there, and I'm thinking the world didn't burn down when my face wasn't in the phone. I would challenge you, and it's not just on Facebook. It can be on your Instagram. It can be just watching those reels all day long. Some of the older folks are wondering what a reel is right now. It's just a movie clip. That's all it is. And you scroll down through. I'd challenge you to go back and look at what your usage was on your phone this week. On average per day that your phone was on. You'd be surprised at the five or six or seven hours a day that it's probably logging on that phone. You say, why do you think it's that much? Because listen, mine this past week was four hours and 15 minutes average every day. Now, that's not Facebook. That's not, I don't even have Instagram, okay? That's, that's not on the, that's, I mean, half of that was my, my, my text messages and, and maps and things. You can go back and look at all that. But I thought, you know, it'd be a sad day if we say we don't have time to read the Bible and spend time in prayer with our children, but yet we had eight hours a day on our telephone. I'm saying, Lord, would you help us not to get distracted in our personal walk with God, our personal time with Him. But then second of all, as I look down through here, it's not just the importance of a personal relationship with God. Hey, there's nothing that can substitute a praying mama. I want to move on. There is nothing that can substitute a mother that is walking with God. Did you read what I put in the bulletin this morning? I don't know if, I don't know if you read that. There, eternity, there is no way this side of eternity to place a value on the impact that a mother has upon a child's life. In most cases, they are the one person that spends the most time with a child from the time they are born till they move out of the house. Think about that. They teach them when they're young, console them when they get hurt, and understand the mixed up words when they're asking for something. Don't take your role as a mother with a light heart. You are impacting the next generation and only have a limited time to do it. A godly mother. Hey, listen, I've never heard the testimonies of getting up and saying, boy, my dad prayed with me every day. No, it's always been a praying mama. Brother Kurt LeBeau, the blind evangelist that plays the piano and sings, he actually wrote a song called Hello Mama. And it was as a result of a man that rebelled against God, rebelled against his parents, against the church, bought himself a motorcycle, nothing wrong with motorcycles, bought himself a motorcycle and took off across the country to go live his life. But he said one day God got a hold of his heart And he said he laid that motorcycle down and he used it as an altar. 
and he got right with God. And guess who the first phone call he made was? Back to his mama. You know why? Because he knew that no matter where he was, there was a testimony that had been established over the years, listen, of a mama that was back home and was praying for her boy. And no matter where he went, no matter what he was doing, that testimony, that memory that would haunt his mind night after night after night, that there was a mama that was praying. There was a mama. Let me ask you something, moms. Would that be the testimony that you have? Or would you have to say, hey, listen, I'm one that's forgotten about the spiritual welfare of my children because I've forgotten about the spiritual walk that I'm supposed to have with God and gotten so distracted with everything else that I forgot about my children. You say, that's horrible. Hey, listen, we hear the, we hear the accounts I don't understand today how a mom could drive up into a parking lot and take the newborn baby and just throw it in a dumpster and drive away and forget about it. I don't understand how some of those things could take place. But yet, let me say this, in the spiritual realm, there are mothers on a daily basis that forget about the spiritual welfare of their children. And listen, this and that television is not to be the new babysitter to give you your personal time. The Lord hath forsaken me and the Lord hath forgotten me. No, you've just forgotten your relationship with the Lord. And you forget about how close you are to the Lord. Do you understand what God thinks about us? He said this, yea, they may forget, but he said, yet will I not forget thee. And verse 16, behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Do you understand? God can't forget us. He has our names right here on his hand. And I thought, what a blessing that is. And some of you say, well, I can't forget about my children because they're permanently attached to my side. And I don't go anywhere without them. Listen, it might not be a matter of forgetting about them physically, but what about the spiritual welfare? What about raising them up? Nurture and admonition of the Lord. Hey, listen, if God's given you the privilege and the honor of being able to raise up some kids, you say, well, they're not mine. No, but those in the Sunday school class are. No, but those around the church start pouring into them Start encouraging them. Start feeding them scripture. Hey, listen, if God's put that responsibility and that privilege upon you, don't take that responsibility lightly. Don't be looking and say, what can I do to get rid of my kids so that I can go and do this? I can't have any more fun because I got kids now. Last I knew, that was your choice. The responsibility God's given to us. But don't get distracted in your importance of a personal relationship with God. But then can I say this? Sometimes mothers get distracted today because their identity is lost in the children. Just bear with me for a moment, if you would. And I'm trying to work on my compassion in this area. You understand when a lady gets married and it's, it's, it's customary. I know the, the world's changing this today, and if this is how you've chosen to go, that's, that's completely up to you. There's no biblical principle on it, except the Bible says when we get married, we become one flesh. Do you understand at the point of marriage, 
that the wife actually gives up her identity and her name and takes her husband's name. And so really, when my wife and I were introduced after we said, I do, it was now, for the first time, I introduced to you Mr. and Mrs. Peter Chamberlain. They just lost their identity. But then you understand when a, when a lady gives birth and how excited they are in the race between the, the dada and the mama, that we always say that, that, no, they said dada first. And do you understand from that point on, it's no longer crystal. Now it's mama. And so now not only has a, has a lady given up her identity with her last name and taken on the husband's name, but now when they give birth to children and they start talking, no longer is it an individual identity, but now it's mama, not even by the first name. And I'm not for a child calling their parents by their first name. It ought to be mom and dad. It's a personal relationship that is there. But I started thinking about this, that how that a, a lady through these times in her life, literally the identity, their individuality is now being given up. Now their mom. And identity is lost in the children. And I thought, you know, but then we have a generation of mothers that is saying, I need to get my identity back. And they do that at the expense of taking care of their children. They do that at the expense of, listen, I'm more than just a mom. Do you understand how privileged it is to be called that? To be called a mom? I remember one of the first times, I can't remember if it was with daddy or mama or mommy, that one of the kids, was it Peter? That with Peter, I think it was that he finally learned he didn't have to say mama but he said, mom. And then he made a big deal out of it. He's like, I said, mom, instead of mommy. Seriously, it was a big deal. But I've thought about that several times. It's no longer crystal. It's no longer, but now it's mom. And, and losing this identity into the children. And they go through this period of life that their identity is just in relationship to the children and their name. And I thought, we got to be so careful. I said, because if we're not, I said, we go through these periods of life and now we forget about all that. And now we get distracted from taking care of the children to now I need to reestablish my personal identity. And we forget about the children. You've heard these and, and listen, I, I want to say this. I, I respect and hold in high regard every single mom, and, and you may still be married, but you're pretty much raising them kids by yourself. I understand that. I, high, I, I ra hold them in high regard, those that have to do this. But can I say there's some that choose because of their personal identity to just say, listen, I'll drop my kids off at seven o'clock in the morning. I'll pick them back up at six or seven o'clock at night. And I'll go spend an hour or two with them and make sure they get into bed okay and get up the next day and go do it all over again just to be able to establish their identity because they're not satisfied with the identity that God's given to them for being a mom and being a wife. Now our identity, can I, can I say this? Our identity is found in Christ. 
And if that's the season of life that God has you in right now, can I say this? Go ahead and enjoy and thrive in what God has given to you as your ministry to be able to train up and to be able to raise this next generation of Christians for the glory of God. Well, I'm just a mom. You don't understand what you're saying. If you're not satisfied and fulfilled in what God has given to you to be able to accomplish, then you're getting distracted in motherhood. Well, I want to be able to do all these other things, but I've got kids and I can't. Like they're a ball and chain holding us down. I'm not going to ask how many have ever felt like that. And I'll say this, my wife and I had to travel this country and travel this world with two kids. There wasn't anything we were ever hindered to do. We had meetings to go to. We had schedules to be able to keep. And we said this, listen, we've got two kids. They're with us. They're not going anywhere except for with us. And if that's okay, then, then if it's not okay, then we can go somewhere else. It's not a problem. That's what God gave to us, not to regret, not to hold us back, but to be able to thrive and to be able to train that next generation for the glory of God. Hey, it's okay, ladies, if your identity right now is mom. Because that's what God's given to you. And thrive in that. And listen, as much as you may complain about kids and being a mom, there's someone on the other side of it saying, listen, I'd love to be able to have them kids to be able to take care of. I'd love to be able to have someone pulling on my jacket on a regular basis. And then moms are saying, okay, take mine for a week. (laughs) Listen, that's who God's allowing you to be right now. Don't forget your children. The warning is out there of being distracted. Yes, it is possible. Then can I just encourage us on this matter? Don't get distracted by having more influence outside of the home than what you have inside the home. Do you know who's pretty much responsible for raising our kids? Now, listen, I was preaching all over the place. It, it's my wife. So I know sin comes from the father, but listen, they, she did. And you know this as well as I do. Husband, I mean, typically a husband's getting up, going off to work. Guess who's there at the house for eight, ten hours a day training up them kids? The mother. You say, well, I just don't have enough influence in this world. Why don't you pour it into them kids right there? Why don't you put that phone down for a little while, love on them kids, read some Bible to them, train them up. You say, well, I want them to have all the best of the world. No. That's not why God's given them to you as Christian parents to be able to do that. God's given your kids to you for them to have the best of the Christian world. Not the best of the world to be able to have. Well, I want them to have everything I didn't have. Why? Well, we just don't have any money. Well, cut out all those things that you didn't have, that you're trying to provide to the kids. Teach them the Bible. Hey, teach them how to sit in church. Spend some time. It doesn't happen overnight. But I tell you, that 18 years is gone just like that. Boy, it's gone. How many sit back now and say, man, I I wish I realized how quick that was going with my kids. It's gone. You say, well, I I wish it would come. (laughs) They're still living at home. No. (laughs) It's, hey, I don't have a problem with that. 
Now, once they're married, they're out. No return policies on that. But listen, we've got limited time. Your influence right now, moms, don't get discouraged. I want to encourage you today, but I want to challenge you too. I want to encourage you the greatest influence you can have is those kids that are nipping at your heels all day, every day, and you can't get any private time and any quietness, hey, there's going to come a day that you're going to sit there in that living room and you're going to say, just too quiet around here. I sure wish them kids were around. Now, some that have the young kids, you're saying, that day can't come quick enough. You're saying, I wish that'd be, no, it's going to come soon enough, don't worry. But the influence you have right now, and can I, can I encourage our younger ladies, you say, I'm not a mom right now. Then be training and planning for it. Some are saying, my kids are all out of the house. I don't have time this morning to go into the older ladies. Teach the younger ladies. You know what I hear more often than not is some older ladies saying, you know, that, that, that girl over there, she's not a very good mom. Look at how them kids, they don't sit in church. Boy, they're just so loud. They're so crazy. They don't discipline them. How about an older lady trying to teach a younger lady how to be a mom? And say, hey, here's what the Bible says. Here's how we're supposed to do this. Be a mentor. Transfer your, transfer your life to their life and actually teach and train them. You say, Pastor, that's a novel idea. I just read it in the Bible is all I did. That's all I did. Boy, we have responsibilities. You say, well, my kids are gone. They're out of the house. Then get another young mother. Start pouring into them. And you know, it's okay to look at them and say, here's the mistakes I made while I was raising my kids. And then for younger ladies, listen, have a teachable spirit. There are people that have been down that road before. You're not pioneering as a mother. They've been down that road. I'm not going to start calling out moms who don't have kids at home because you're just going to say, I think you're old. But there are some moms who've been down that road before. It's okay to go to them and say, hey, can you help me with this? And then listen. It's okay. Don't get distracted in motherhood. If God is allowing you to do that and that to be part of your life, then absolutely pour everything you can into that. And don't get distracted. Don't forget about your kids. You say, Pastor, I just don't see how that could happen. I'm not talking about forgetting that they're around you. Sometimes we just think oh, them kids are just going to be okay. I don't have to do anything. I'm going to be a free-range parent. That might work with chickens. It doesn't work with kids. That's why the Bible says to train them up. That means there has to be teaching. There has to be investing and guess who God's given that privilege to you? To you. To me. God's given us that. Don't get distracted in motherhood. Now listen, I know it's a time we, can, we love on our moms and we ought to. I couldn't get this verse back in Isaiah 49. Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget. 
and it's all around us today, but can I encourage our mothers here today? Don't forget your children. Well, I'm not. When's the last time you prayed with them? When's the last time you read the Bible together? When's the last time you taught them something? You invested in their life. Don't forget your children. Don't get distracted. Don't get, I want my influence more somewhere else. Boy, God's given you an opportunity. Pour into that next generation. Boy, I'd like to have children like so-and-so. I'll tell you what the difference is. They probably spend time with them. We've had missionary families that have come through here. How many get blessed when a missionary family or a pastor family, pastor's family comes through here and they stand up all together and the kids are all up here and they're all singing a song together? Isn't that a blessing? And we all sit back and say, boy, that was nice. Boy, that was a blessing. Boy, it's great to see that. Can I say that didn't happen overnight? You know what that tells me? They spent some time with them. They actually taught them some things. They invested in them and said, here's how you do this. That means they had to shut some other things off to be able to spend time with them. They had to get their face out of some other things to be able to invest in them. And parents, I'll close it with parents, not just moms. Don't forget about your children. Now, here's what I want to close with. We have some wonderful, godly examples here in our church. We do. And I'm thankful for all that the Lord has done. There are parents, there are mothers that are here that are doing all that they can and they are pouring into their children and they're not doing it discouraged. Now say this, if you're struggling in that area, go talk to them. That's what they're around for to be able to help, to be able to give advice. You say, well, yours aren't completely gone. No, verdict's still out on my kids. Either one of them could go the wrong direction tomorrow. Either one of them. That's not good that he's the first one that said that, is it? You just got to learn when to say amen and when not to. Verdict's still out. I'm still learning. I've talked with some. I still, I still get advice. I don't want to forget about my kids just because they're out of sight, out of mind. That's, that's not how it ought to be. Let's not be the ones that forget. And you say, well, what's our example? I'll say this. Christ is our example. Everything I just mentioned, whether it be our influence, whether it be our identity, our personal relationship, all of that's found in Christ. Be fulfilled with who God has you to be today. And be satisfied with that.